Welcome to the Therapist to Coach podcast. I'm Sachiko Cohen, a life coach and a former therapist. What if coaching is not a watered down version of therapy and you can make a deeper impact on your clients' lives through coaching? And what if you have everything you need to become a successful coach today? I'm here to help you to become a badass coach to create the lifestyle and income you deserve. Listen on to find out how. Welcome to today's episode. It is an interview with Jackie Monahan. She is a coach for moms of boys. And she's going through certification program right now and She's also a school psychologist. We were recording this podcast interview on a day where a tornado was going through her neighborhood, right around where she lives. So you can see thunders going on in the background a little bit, and also the internet connection was a little unstable. So there are times that it's difficult to hear a little bit, but it was very inspiring, very interesting story that she shared with us. So please enjoy today's interview with Jackie. All right, Jackie, I'm super excited for today's episode, today's interview. Jackie, how are you? Awesome. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Good, good. Um, so I know you, I, I think that's Let's start from maybe asking you who you are and what you do now, and then go into your journey of, you know, becoming a coach. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, absolutely. So I'm a school psychologist. I've been working in public schools for 20 years. I've had this conversation with a colleague of mine. It's really interesting being a school psychologist in a school. It's a lot different than someone who has a practice. And the reason is because, you know, if one of my students is having a major meltdown in class, that teacher will call me that moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they not like, take care of the situation. You know, so I'm really, we're in the forefront. Do you know? It's mm -hmm. like... I'm there, you know, and administration wants me to take care of it. The teacher wants me to take care of it. I'm there for my student. And um, I need to figure out how to help them, how to help them, you know, save face and, and, and be respectable during the situation and also um, to help them through their journey. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting because it's a lot different than, so sort of if I, if I had an a practice where so they come on Wednesday on six o'clock and mm -hmm. then they tell me about the incident that happened mm -hmm. yeah you know, and they may or they may not so yeah. I'm there right in that and moment so <laughs> I'm there in that moment yeah and um, that's one of the things I really have enjoyed about being a school psychologist working in the schools mm. I'm there with my students I'm there to support them I'm there in the meltdown Right. I, I used to be a therapist at school, non-public school. So right. I was, yeah, almost like in that mode of 
you know, yeah, crisis intervention and, you know, yeah. problem solving in that moment. Yeah. And, and not only for the students, but like everybody around them, right? <laughs> Teachers and right. principals. Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of people have expectations of me. Yeah. The principal does, the teacher, the parents, the yeah. child. But sometimes like, who is my client? You know, it, it's, 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 it's a very, I love it. Yeah. It's very challenging at yeah. the same time. So 20 years ago, you say you've been doing this for 20 years. So what brought you into this field? Well, that's also an interesting question. So I graduated from undergrad with a degree in environmental studies and urban planning. <laughs> mm. And then I went out to the world and I couldn't find a job. So I started working as a teacher's assistant at a school for emotion disturbed boys at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, this is probably now 25 years ago. So um, for emotion disturbed boys, and I realized as a population I really liked. I also New York, which friends who lived in New York City. And I wanted to go to New York City and to live there. So I thought, oh, I'm going to apply to graduate school for school psychology in New York. So that's what I did. I got University um, for school psychology. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. So you already fell in love with that population before you even kind of went through the process. Yeah, learning. I yeah. really wanted to know, because I had a, a taste of it, and I wanted to know, it was mostly, actually I think it was all boys, it was all boys in this school, I wanted to know more about boys, and how do boys function, and what's going on, mm -hmm. so it made me curious. Right, so then what made you want to shift a little bit now to coaching, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Sure, I'd love to because, yeah, I think part of it is me as a mom, okay? So I am divorced, and I have two boys, they're 19 and 21. And, you know, people say to me all the time, wow, your guys are great. Like, and they have, I have a nice relationship with them, and, you know, I've raised two guys who are, they have their challenges like anyone does, but they're also doing pretty well. And I started thinking about that. I also have to be honest with you, um, with the COVID, you know, I reached out, so I was working with my students, right? And my students were at home, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I could see my parents, I work in a fairly affluent school district, mm -hmm. and I could see the struggles that were going on between my parents that I was working with and the children. Mm -hmm. And because the parents felt so obligated, like, I, you know, to get their kids to really figure this out and do well. And the kids, you know, a lot of my students had challenges. That would be the thunder and lightning. <laughs> and, this time um, I, I heard it. <laughs> yes, yes. And your voice is so, breaking up a little tiny bit, but I think it's because of the tornado that's going through. Was yes. it tornado? <laughs> yes. It's going through her, her so, neighborhood. So, <laughs> yes, I have a tornado going through. But um, so it started to really resonate with me, these mothers. 
who love their son so much. Right. And during this COVID, like they felt compelled to get their kids to show up and do the work. And I just wanted to say to them, listen, just kind of relax a little bit and just enjoy this time because they're going to learn. They're going to be smart enough. They're going to get their education, mm-hmm. but we don't want to sacrifice your relationship with them. Right. So as a life coach, I've really been thinking about it. And really what I want to focus on are those moms. Mm-hmm. You know, those moms who, like I was 10, 15 years ago. So I'm looking at moms who are in their tweens and their teens and putting their life on hold for their kids. Mm. And as mothers, we can continue our growth process mm-hmm. while helping our kids go through their growth process. Like mm-hmm. We don't have to stop being who we are. And I think that's a really hard thing for moms to understand. Right. But I think that the more I help people, mothers to understand how to take care of themselves, and it's not about taking a spa or because people know how to do that, mm-hmm. but it's about how to be true to yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. And in my coaching, someone said something to me and they're like, it's time. Mm. And that's my new motto. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's time right now. So for me, I could have thought when my kids were younger, you know, it's not time for me to date. It's not, I need to lose 20 pounds before I date, or I should wait till my kids are in college. And really it's, it's time. For mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah. We don't have to wait. So we don't have to wait for our kids to get out of that age. We can continue our growth as women mm-hmm. and mothers and still help our kids. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So I know you are in a process of getting certified in right. one of the coaching training programs. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We, we were just talking about it before yes. we hit recording um, about, you know, I always say that we, we as a therapist who have a lot of experience and education and um, knowledge, we don't really need certification, but definitely, certainly we, we can choose to um, get trained and get certified. So tell us a little bit about your, your decision of signing up for a training and how the process is going so far. Well, I actually love it. And I'll tell you why it, it's because my training is more about buying dysfunction. And there are a lot of people out there who are functioning just fine, but we all have things. We all have issues. We all have right. circumstances that we want to deal with. And I did choose, I think part of it's because I'm a, a bit of a perfectionist. You know, I chose what I thought was the best school. <laughs> and I, the, the model, yes. uh, so, so I'm getting certified um, from the Life Coach School, which is with Brooke Casio. And what I love about it is that when I'm coaching someone, I'm not telling them what to do. I'm not coming up with a plan for them. My mission is that you, as my client, 
you actually already know what to do. So I help to open up your brain. I help you to understand your thinking and your process so that the client can figure out what's best for them. Because what's best for my client, I may choose something completely different. And you may, and they may. So my mission is to work with each person and use a very specific framework, um, a very specific way that works all the time. Like I get coached all the time and every single time I'm amazed. Hi. Because what the model does, I know because I've heard you speak about this and you do a fantastic job of this. Is to, um, is to, you know, it's my thoughts. We often think it's a circumstance. We think it's my divorce that caused me problems. Well, it's really not my divorce. It's my thoughts about the divorce. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts about the divorce create my feelings. And how I feel about it impacts my actions. And then my actions impact how I show up in the world. Yeah. For myself. So I love that about coaching. Yeah. That's a whole lot different than looking at, and we, we do as coaches, and we can look at someone who's had trauma in their past. But it's not about rehashing that trauma. It's about how do I think about that trauma right now? Right. Yeah, definitely. You're already answering my next question. My next question was like, what do you think is the difference between therapy and coaching training? Like, and, and how we look at things and definitely what you said about clients being like, when we look at therapy clients, we do look at them as, um, or not them, but like, uh, look at the cluster of symptoms or whatever their behaviors and look at it from the dysfunction like finding this dysfunctions and trying to fix it type of, you know, approach where coaching is that wherever they are, however they are is perfect, right? Like that's where they are supposed to be because that's where they are. And, and there's the end to it. And, and we can really help you see things. What, what each thought that's creating the result each thought that's creating an action and decision and you know behavior in the world and the more you become aware of it then the more power they you know you have to either choose to keep going that way or choose to change it and I think that's the big difference and I do agree with you I'm biased but LCS is the best school in this whole world I think (laughs) I didn't go through that school um per se but I know Brooke's model like you mentioned I did a podcast on the model and how we can coach ourselves and how we can coach others but definitely yeah it's it literally opens up your brain with the model I think right yes Absolutely. So my job as a coach is just to meet you. It's to hold space to meet clients where they are for really from a non-judgment zone. Because I don't know any mm-hmm. is to help them decide what they want to think and how they want to move forward. 
So that's really fun. And it's very interesting. And it's also incredibly effective. Mm-hmm. So even when we, you know, so I will also be working because I'm, I'm still going to be a full-time school psychologist mm-hmm. while I am, my goal is because my kids are 19 and 21, my goal is over the next few years to shift my focus from school to a little bit more life coaching and, and a little bit more packages. I really want to be everything boy. Like mm-hmm. I've really just been listening to and watching like things like boys and pornography. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a real issue. I mean, when I talk about, I mean, anyone and parents will be like floored. I mean, all you have to do is get on your, your computer and type in something, whatever word. Mm-hmm. And our kids are exposed to this. Yeah. And this is a real serious situation. So with that, what I, even though my client is going to be the mothers and mm-hmm. mothers and how do I help you? move through this and grow, but I also want to be a resource. Mm-hmm. Like I know exactly all about boys and, and sex or boys in puberty and boys in dating or boys in sports mm-hmm. or boys. And I have the luxury of having raised two boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, as a school psychologist, working with boys who have autism, boys who have ADHD, boys who have anxiety, um, and I say that because I'm not as much as an expert on girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked with girls, but I didn't raise girls. And that's a different thing. And the other thing that I want to say about that is that what my research shows me that girls really love because girls have menstruation, girls have different things happening that force people to talk to them mm-hmm. as they develop. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a mentality of boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. And so boys parents often don't speak with them as much about these topics. Mm-hmm. And they almost assume that their boys don't want to have the conversation. That's not always true. Right. So my mission would be to also, you know, kind of fill that void mm-hmm. and helping mothers talk with their boys and feel comfortable. That's amazing. And, and I think that's also a beauty about coaching too, that you can really integrate your own personal life experiences into our work, yeah. right? And, and we yeah. can talk about it. We can be open about it. We can be vulnerable and personal about it. Whereas when it comes to therapy or being a therapist, it's very difficult to open up our own personal story or even let you know, let in some, you know, um, even I, I was talking to someone about um, marriage therapists where you don't even know if they're married or not. <laughs> right. right. There's this kind of like, I'm the therapist, I'm the client, I, and you are the client where you're not supposed to know much about me. Almost like you don't, you know, where I agree in coaching. And, you know, and I would say that, and that's what, what I want to do with my approach with working with, with, with mothers. Like, it's okay to share things with your sons. It's okay. You don't have to be like, I'm the parent, you're the child. I'm the authority, you're the recipient. It's a little bit, even when they're younger. Like, yeah. you can learn from your, how old are your children? Five and seven. Yes. So they have, they have, that's 
messages for us, right? Yes. Like, you can learn yes. from your seven-year-old. Like they say something to you and you're like, wow, there's some wisdom Oh, there. yes. Last, the other day, he suddenly came to me. He was in the middle of, <laughs> in a way, timeout. He, he, his iPad got taken away and he was just right. like thinking in his room, I guess. And then he came out and they started crying. Yeah. And he just said, I don't want to die, mom. And, oh. and okay. And I, you know, we started talking about death and what's oh. after death and, and his fear and his, his, like, he's like, I, I, I hope I can see you again after, you know, the, you know, after life. And, and it's just like that moment, like we spend like half an hour hugging and crying together and talking and, you know, this is a boy, right? He's seven, but he has that, you know, I mean, he needed that time. And I, yes. I was so glad I was able to be there for him and have that conversation with him. And I learned a lot from that too, like as a mother. Yeah. You know? Well, what a beautiful moment. Yeah. And, and that's it. When do we have, but, but I think that like being open to, I don't have to have all the answers all the time but I can be there and I can be present mm -hmm. and we can figure this out together. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think when we were raised, it was kind of like your parents are like, this is the way it is. And this is the way it has to happen. And it's like, okay, well, let's figure this out together. And you know, you know, sharing your concerns and what a beautiful moment that was. Yeah, definitely. It was like that. that. Like, yeah. Like he was like, what do you think mom? And then I'm like, what do you think son? And yeah. like, we're kind of exchanging thoughts and, and, yeah. and, and be okay, like you said, exactly. That be okay, both of us to feel okay, not to know, especially the topic of death right. and afterlife and stuff like Sure. Not knowing exactly is okay. And also he was able to kind of embrace the fact that that made him feel uncomfortable. Like not knowing yeah. exactly made him uncomfortable and scared. But even that is okay. Like feeling that feeling is okay. And I think that was a beautiful moment, I think, too, like looking back. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and what I love about that example is that, you know, that's him as a seven-year-old. Mm -hmm. And you need to pat yourself on the back because what you, what you shared with him is if he has a feeling that's really uncomfortable and really scary, he can come to you and talk about it. And you didn't shoot it down like, what? No, like you didn't like shut the door down and, right. and make him, like, okay, I get this mom. I can't talk about these things with mom because it makes mom worried. Yeah. You were just present and available. So when other things come up, when he's 10, yeah. 14, 17, yeah. he's learned that he has a mom that he can go to and talk about things that are uncomfortable. And I granted that changes developmentally. Yeah. But still the root of that is, and, and I think that that's really important. So again, the two of you are on a journey of exploration. It's not like it's just him and you're here, but you're growing and he's growing. Yeah. And that's true. As a parent, I think we continue to grow, right? Like what you were saying about about as a parent too but as a individual as a woman as yeah. a you know and that's what you really want to empower your clients about right like to to find themselves 
yeah, to recognize that I can be a good mother, I can be here and support, but it's also really important for me to figure out to help my discovery. I was just talking to someone about like, you know, now my kids are older, but gosh, like when you have babies, like your world is turned upside down. You know, when you have little ones, it's turned upside down. And our focus is completely on our kids sometimes. And that makes sense. But sometimes if we do that, I think the real message is when our kids see us, when I'm taking care of ourselves, right? And we're healthy. We're providing a good role model. And what I see, what I did a lot was almost turned too much over to my kids, you know, and like didn't take care of myself as well as I should have during those times. Mm-hmm. So I want to help moms to recognize and, and to do that. But mm-hmm. also to have, it, like I said, to be a bit of an expert. So when they come with, you know, he didn't make the travel soccer team or all these issues that seem so important at the moment that I can be to support them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you know, so, um, you know, questions that kids have about dating or alcohol use or pornography. Mm-hmm. That as women, so I, I really love this coaching because it allows me as a woman to support other women. Mm-hmm. If you're a little bit younger than I am, so I've gone through it, mm-hmm. and I have that experience. How exciting your your future! Yeah. And you know, I, I would like to maybe I would like to bring you back on the podcast in six months or a year from now, and really want to see where this goes. So before we end, do you have any recommendations or tips for? therapists out there who is pondering if this is for them, this might be for them, or, you know, they're interested, what would you say to them? Really good question. Because, um, you know, I, I, like I said, when COVID happened, I went live with parents, and I saw what was happening. Life coaching offers me to work with those moms who you know, ultimately are impacting the family dynamic. And I want to reach with them and talk to them. It's like, you're okay. You've got this, you know, into helping them. So if I were to do anything as a coach, I would, making this transition, I would say the most challenging part of it is the, um, like, like, like the marketing. Mm. Like, how do you get out there? How do you let people know I'm here and here for you? Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot. I would say that connecting with other coaches, I would say like your service, you know, is incredibly invaluable. Like you need to talk to someone who's been doing this mm-hmm. and you have been doing, you know, so to, to, to have a mentor to have someone you can talk to is really important who, who's gone through this transition. And then I would think that it takes like a thick skin because <laughs> there's going to be failures, right? Just like everything. A lot of failures. And, and I think as a therapist who has gone through a lot of, you know, process 
like licensure process where we think like, okay finally we are here and then oh my gosh we have to fail again and again <laughs> that right. can be very challenging yeah but i think it's really for anyone who wants to take it on it's beautiful i mean i coach with people like i said all over the world i coach this one woman in bangladesh Mm. and it was so interesting she found me and I found her and she was going through some anxiety and you know she spoke English so I speak English so we were able to communicate mm -hmm. and other than that she was just like any other woman in the states any right. other you know and it was there's a beauty to that like the right. fact that I can connect with a woman in Bangladesh yeah. And she can connect with me and I can offer her some support. Yeah. It's really powerful. Yeah. So from my physical community to the world as a possible community. And isn't that bridging? It's like bridging cultures. It's beautiful. Definitely. Definitely. Through coaching, you, you connect and you bridge, yeah. you know, and I think you're right you know when you said it's a totally different world and it really opens up your world of even you know your influence and your your world and your connection your friendship your just yeah, yeah everything and i i was just talking with i was coaching someone who reached out from south africa and he want he was interested in coaching and He's like, what is coaching? Like, I don't know anyone who's doing right. coaching in my country. I think there's no one out here who does right. what you do. And like, okay, you're the first one. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to yeah. be the first one. And he actually found a client and he started coaching. He became wow. the first that we think that he is the first, you know, coach in South Africa. <laughs> So it's amazing, you know, your world definitely opens up. Well, that's the beauty of it. And, yeah. um, and that's what I love about it. And I love, you know, my mission is to empower women and to, to help women. Like I said, my motto is it's time, you know, time. it's time for all of us. Yeah. It's just time. It's time to whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like now is the moment. And so sometimes I feel as if for mothers, we put ourselves aside while we raise our children. Yeah. And so I want them to remember it's time for you. Yeah. And I think all of us too, we want this, you know, we want to go into coaching. We want to expand our practice or our career or our yeah, work in the world. But I think there's always, but maybe not now, maybe after right. this, COVID thing is over, or maybe my kid's a little older, or yeah. How, what, would, what would you say to those thoughts that's going on in everyone's head? Yeah, well, that's my theme. And it was really while I was being coached about dating, because mm -hmm. I haven't been doing, uh, uh, being vulnerable. I haven't mm -hmm. been dating since I was divorced. Mm -hmm. And the person said, you know, Jackie, it's time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're right, it is time. Like, mm -hmm. why am I waiting? Mm -hmm. You know, it's time. And that would be the message would be for it's time now. You don't have yeah. to wait for COVID to end. Yeah. You don't have to wait for your kids to go off to college. 
you don't have to wait for you to lose 20 pounds or to, I don't know, whatever it is. Right now is the time. Yeah, now is the time. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for making this possible. I love the work that you're doing. And I thank love the you. fact that you're allowing, you know, those therapists, because most people don't know it's even a possibility. Right. So by your podcast and by your word and by your, you know, efforts, helping us therapists to recognize that th there's, there's other options. Yes, as you are working with moms who, you know, to, to show them that it's possible to, to take action now, to, to find your, you know, your identity and want to, you know, whoever you want to be now. Uh, same for me too. My mission is to, for therapists, to, to show therapists that it's possible. It's possible to do this. It's possible to get out of the typical traditional therapy path or career path, but it's possible for all of us to shine. Exactly, and it is possible, but I do think that like having your support mm -hmm. is really important because it can feel overwhelming and it can feel lonely. Yeah. So, it, and there's a big piece to it, you know, that I right. think that you really do need a mentor, a coach, a person to kind of bridge that for you. So you're in a wonderful position to do that. Great, thank you so much, Jackie. Where can we find you and learn more about you? So right now, um, you can, um, I'm, I'm actually, you can schedule time with me for coaching and it's on Calendy, which is C-A-L-E-N-D-Y.com, then backslash Monahan J2468, which I remember. So I'm hoping, I think you said you have notes where at the end, yeah. if someone wants to contact me, they can do that. I also have a Facebook page, um, which is um, fb.me backslash Jackie Monahan Life Coach. I think if you um, put me in Jackie Monahan Life Coach on Facebook, you might be able to access that also. All right, definitely. I will put those in the show notes so everybody can find you. Thank you so much, Jackie. Yes, I love your work and thank you for uniting us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to geek out on coaching and amazing lifestyle and businesses we are all building, come and join my Facebook group called The Therapist to Coach. And if you are really curious to find out what your first few steps are to start getting coaching clients and grow your practice as a coach, contact me from my website, www.sachikocohen.com. That's S-A-C-H-I-K-O-C-O-H-E-N.com. We can set up a free consultation call and find out exactly what your next steps are.